minutes with Sean, maybe 10. Hope you guys are enjoying your February. Uh, I know where I live, it is cold and snowy, so I am not enjoying my February, but I hope most of you are. Um, today is all about managers, okay? Um, I want to tell you guys that being a manager is more than a title. And it's important that I bring this to you because not only is it a problem in our industry, but given my recent travels, um, and being out in other environments, not car dealerships, I can tell you that managers are weak all over. It's not just our industry. As a matter of fact, a lot of other industries, including the food industry, which is unfortunately where we find ourselves as we travel for business or pleasure. You find yourself in restaurants and other places, but mainly restaurants. And uh, things have not gone well recently for me. And that's kind of what this brings up. Um, recently quick trip out to Colorado, uh, you know, went out there, see some music, have a good time. My sister lives out there and we went out, we hung out and a few of us went out to dinner, uh, and people were nice enough to meet us at the hotel we were staying at. So we went downstairs in the hotel restaurant and went to have dinner. One of the people at, in our party, not at our party because it wasn't a party, but in our party was on a very, very specific, specific diet. And so they had meal prepped their own food. Now, any of you who've been on a very specific diet, you must know that what has been meal prepped is basically turkey and broccoli, okay? That is the extent of what was on this individual's plate in front of him, okay? That was it. That was all that it was. So we ordered a huge bunch of food for the table. Everybody came over and blah, blah, blah. And the first time the waitress came over, she had eyed the table and asked how everyone was doing. And the second she saw this other food in the corner, you could see her face just change. You could see her just go like, oh my God, what am I going to do? How am I going to fix this? Okay, because look, we didn't see it as a problem. And, and you know, my little sister is actually in uh, the food business, been in it for over a decade. Um, and so it wasn't like there was we were, we were trying to circumvent anything. We were just trying not to make a big deal out of it. So, but you could feel a big deal was coming. And uh, about, I don't know, less than five minutes later, all of a sudden, we don't know his name. because And I'm going to tell you why we don't know his name, because we couldn't hear it, right? So let's just call him Timid Tom for the sake of this discussion. Timid Tom walks over to our table in a bustling, bustling area, okay, a full restaurant. He comes over, and just like this, he says, hi, I'm the manager. And I, uh, I, I noticed that you, you may have other food at, 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 at our table. And that is a food code violation. Okay, good, fine. Food code violation, done. So instead of offering me an alternative, do you know what he says to me? I'm going to need you to get rid of it now. Not, hey, do you happen to be staying at the hotel? Can we send your food upstairs? Can we make this work? Because you know we have tables right outside of the restaurant, right over here in a common space. We'd be happy to move your food out there. The problem is if a health inspector walked in, they could close us down because your food wasn't prepared in our kitchen. Fine. Explanation. Is that stupid as all get out? 
Absolutely. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. But I get it. With all the allergies and nonsense that exists in the world, people are worried. Fine. No big deal. But to not offer an alternative, to come over as timid as you possibly could to a, a table full of people where you're about to basically shine a light on the one person, you got to come over with control. And you've got to come over ready to do business. Okay? You got to have alternatives. You have to take the position of power as a manager. And I'm not talking about being a dick. That isn't what I meant. Okay? What I mean is coming over saying, like, guys, Hope everyone's having a great time. This is really wonderful. Blah, blah, blah. One small problem I have, we can't have food at our tables that are unprepared. How can we make this work for you guys? Okay? Because, I mean, we're already at a $100 plus bill. I mean, it was ridiculous. We could have sat there for another hour and spent who knows how much money. But the second this happened, I turned. And I'm like, cool. Box all this shit. Get it out. I'm going to my room. I'll find my own fucking alternative. I don't need you to help me. And that becomes my problem initially with managers, especially in the food business. They're either super jagoffs or they're super weak. There's not a lot of in the middle people trying to fix the consumer experience. So for everyone who wants to bag on my industry, go look at the food industry and get a clue. Okay? Because there's, there, there's not a huge difference like some may believe. And again, my sister's been doing this over a decade. Even she was like, dude, this dumbest thing I've ever heard. This manager is super weak. Should have done this, 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 and this. So again, not just me being shitty. It's a reality of the situation. And in car dealerships, what the biggest issue is, is manageritis. And that's a real thing if you haven't heard of it, okay? It's, you know, doctors can probably tell you that's what you suffer from. Because it's when you think that everything you do is right, what everyone else does is wrong. Awesome. The reason that managers have manageritis is because they were not given proper training previous to becoming managers. In most cases, they were great salespeople who were promoted to managers, which, as all of you know, best salespeople make the worst managers. That's right. So what I want you to think about when you're a manager is what you used to do before you were a manager. Hmm? How does that, think about that for a second. Think about how you didn't appreciate the way managers treated you, but you will inevitably continue the cycle of nonsense if you don't look to change your ways. And talking about old Tim and Tom over here, let's talk about it in the car business situation. How many of you are good at putting out fires? How many of you are avoiding fires? How many of you run for headfirst into them? I know as a manager, I did and I loved it. I absolutely loved putting out fires for my dealership, okay? Because it was a way to bring people together. It was a way to identify with my consumer. Even if they were in the worst possible mood, it still gave me a chance to connect and be someone that they were not going to run into every single day. And this is the biggest thing about being a manager to me. People don't follow those they do not trust. If you don't have the trust of your people, you probably more than likely won't be able to get the trust of your customers. In which case, you're just a manager on an island trying to do a job without all the possible tools they can have to succeed at their job. As a manager, one of the biggest things that gets understated as far as management skills and, and I get this a lot from the NBA because I've been listening to it my whole life, right? You look at a guy like Phil Jackson, right? He's got all these championships. But people say, oh, man, but he had, he had Shaq and he had Kobe and he had Jordan. He had Pippen. I had all these stars. Yeah, but did you ever hear a word from any of these people? No, because the guy was the master 
of ego management. So if you don't understand ego management, you need to get an idea how to get better at it because that's all you're dealing with. Whether it's the ego of a BDC manager, whether it's the ego of a general manager, owner, whether it's the ego of a top flight salesperson, whatever it is, you must be able to manage it. And if you get shitty on people with egos, you deteriorate relationships almost immediately. So as managers, do me, your employees, and your customers a favor. Offer solutions when faced with difficult questions. Don't just give a one-way road. Don't live at the corner of one way and my way. It's not helpful. Because unless you're running a single file company with you and yourself only, then you will be inevitably failing at trying to do whatever it is that you're trying to do. So be transparent with your employees and your customers whenever possible. And most of all, stop whining about being a babysitter. You're a manager. It's part of the job, okay? If you don't like it, go back to sales where you probably made more with less headaches, okay? That's what I would do. That's what I did because I got in the same mindset. So I get it. All right, managers, you've heard where I stand. Let's do better. We owe it to our industry. We owe it to our employees. And most of all, we owe it to our consumers, uh, people in the restaurant business. Get your heads out of your ass. Most of your managers suck at what they do. And most importantly, thank everyone so much for tuning in. Where can you find me? You can find me all over LinkedIn. You can find me on the call and text line 262-278-0157. I'm on the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Stitchers. Don't forget my audio friends who love the audio version of the podcast. It's still loaded to wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you can't find five minutes with Sean, maybe 10 there, let Sean know. He'll make sure you get it on there. Okay? Thank you guys so much and have a wonderful week.